Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. It's episode 96, and it is currently the last day of February. Why, God, where's the year going already? We're already, well, two months gone. That's just crazy. Anyway, putting, so... Putting Christmas decks up soon. <laughs> putting the Christmas <laughs> decks up I'm sure some people haven't taken them down yet, actually. <laughs> So anyway, hello everybody, this is the Empty Spiral podcast, so for those of you who might be new to the podcast, this is a podcast all about Lacuna Coil. If you don't know who Lacuna Coil is, one has to wonder why you're listening to this podcast. But um, I'm not going to give you much of a way of instruction, all I'll say, if you want to know more, then head over to our website, which is emptyspiral.net, www.emptyspiral.net, where you can read all about the band there, as well as listen to their music. Anyway, as ever... I am joined by my two fellow podcasters, Mike and Russ. So, Mike, how are you? What have you been up to this week? I'm good, thanks. I've been on the, um, apart from very busy at work, been on the fitness uh, campaign and doing a lot more walking than usual, which is good to get out and about after work, which always helps. Excellent, excellent. And how about you, Russ? Me, yeah, not too bad. I um, spent the evening out in the Covent Garden last night, which was uh, quite good. Went for a, a spot of our favourite butter chicken at a vegetarian vegan curry house, believe it or not, which was uh, very good. And uh, the temperature seems to have uh, picked up. No jacket required walking through the streets of London at you know nine o'clock at night. So, you know, there are so we might actually see more than one day. We might get two days of summer this year, the way it's going. Well, not uh, today, I don't reckon. It's all going to be nasty out there. It's easy up in the uh, night. Taking a turn for the worst, but um, uh, it's, it's, it was a good night last night, so I uh, can't complain. How about yourself? Excellent. Yeah, I've I've had a few nights out this week actually. Um, been a dirty stop out on more than one occasion. Uh, quite a lot of alcohol imbibed, as well as some good food. I was out meeting some friends on Thursday night. Where I uh, found a nice pub close to where I work, which has got over a hundred different beers on tap. Cool. Not bad. Uh, it was awesome. So I enjoyed a few hours there. Very popular pub. Uh, and then I went to went on to a uh, Korean restaurant where I filled up on kimchi and sake, which was a lot of fun as well. So yes, it's a pretty pretty fun filled week, I have to say. Uh, in the digital world, I've been watching Constantine again, which I'm really enjoying. And then there's lots of other things to watch as well. As I think it's fair to say that uh, we're quite blessed with some good TV shows around at the moment. Um, and I say, I assume when you mention Constantine, you're not referring to the really questionable Keanu Reeves film. No, no, no. I'm referring to the <laughs> the recent, or relatively recent, uh, American TV show uh, based on the same comic book character, John Constantine, and um, mm-hmm. very entertaining. It's about oh. twelve episodes. I think it's just finished his first series and questions. I'm not sure. I think he's got his second series, but yeah, that's quite good. Uh, I've also been listening to quite a lot of Broken Crown Halo this week, actually, has to be said. Uh, skipping around, mixing it up, and giving a little bit of thought to the set list. But anyway, so, first off, let's get a little bit of Lacuna Call news, shall we? So, this week, Lacuna Call have announced that they will be playing at the Female Metal event in um, Eindhoven on the 16th of October. Looking like a really good lineup if you're into female fronted metal. We've obviously got Lacuna Core, we've got Therian, Tristania, Xandria. Gentle Storm, Stream of Passion, to name a few. There's also Draconian on there and Visions of Atlantis. So worth checking out. There's a link on the front page of Empty Spiral as well as all the news there as well. Uh, I'm sure it's going to sell out pretty quickly. And uh, October is probably going to be quite a busy month for them, I reckon. 
I'm hoping so. Depends on whether they get a a um a tour in. But it does make me wonder mm. that since they're announcing that they're basically leaving the comfort of their own home in October, they might go a little further <laughs> afield. Does seem to be a bit of an annual thing. So road uh, trip three, maybe road trip again. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what they've got on this year, we've got a couple of festivals coming up. Mm. Uh, but it's still really. It's early days, isn't it? I mean, um, still time to add them to festivals mm. as well. Isn't oh, absolutely. I mean, we've got Pulse Pop coming up soon, mm. uh, and of course, there's Grass Pop and um, and the female metal event. Um, mm. Obviously, they quite like Belgium, yeah, <laughs> oh, and, and the Netherlands, and uh, and I, I guess that part of the world um, loves them too. So, mm. they think they've done two runs in North America, but only uh, one in uh, the UK, Europe. So, uh, you never know. As we said last week, Broken Crown Hallow definitely needs some more love on the road. Mm. Yeah, well, let's hope we'll get a few more tour dates soon. I've already had a few questions been asked me directly about tour dates. Um, we're getting to that point in the year, you know, March, April, where they start to get announced. So um, we can only hope that we see something a little bit further on in the year. But anyway, yeah, so if you if you live in the Netherlands, um, then you really have no excuse. You need to get yourself over to the Fem, Fem Metal event in October. Uh, and you might as well check out uh, Grass Pops in Belgium as well while you're at it, which is in June. So, unfortunately, the same day I'm going to see the Fifth Fighters. Otherwise, I'd probably jump on a coach in a, in a tunnel Snap. or something and head over there. But there we go. So, yes, that's it. Um, one thing I was going to say this week as a reminder that um, the Kunikor bassist Marco is a bit of an artist. I mean, we know this, obviously, guys, but uh, I'm sure not everybody does. And uh, he's got himself a um, Etsy store online, and you can check out a lot of his art on there. Now, I've got a lot of his art, I, I, and um, it's brilliant. I just don't have enough wall space to put it all up. But it's it's absolutely worth checking out. Um, you can get yourself some quite large prints. Uh, he'll send them out to you. It'll all rolled up in tubes and so forth. And there's also lots of other jewellery on, that's on there with his art on it as well. So if you're into the kind of art that Marco does for the albums i mean most notable i guess would be on dark adrenaline uh then you really need to check out his store and uh pick yourself up smart to put on the wall or maybe wear on your body so i thought i'd throw that out there there's again there's a link on the front page for empty spiral on our slider i've just got all the sort of the latest news and, and links to the latest uh lacuna core related places on the web so do check that out so that's it for news this week It's now set this time. Now, we've had a couple of weeks where, Mike, you've had yours, and mm-hmm. Russ, you've had yours, and now it's my turn. Boom. Boom. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out, as you guys you guys are already aware of it anyway, um, I'm going to read through my set list, and then I guess you can ask me questions about it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So a little bit of background on this one then. I decided that... Well, I could have gone for the various themes, but I really, I really wanted to do two things on my set list. Three things, actually. One, I wanted to include songs from pretty much all the way through Lacuna Core's career. Um, this makes for a bit of an eclectic mix. I think sometimes it doesn't always quite fit together, but I've tried to think of the flow from fast songs to slower songs 
from kind of rocky songs to more atmospheric numbers. I've tried to do that. I've tried to include the the more popular songs as well as some of my personal favourites. Um, and I've just tried to give a view of how eclectic Lacuna Core's music can be, as well as kind of give a sense of history. So those, that's kind of the main theme I have in it. What I have done differently is a few, quite a few years ago, there was uh, the evening with Lacuna Coil, or they would do one. I remember when we went to Milan, they they did like an electric set, and then they did an acoustic set, and then they did came on did a little bit more electric set, and as a as a kind of um, an encore. And I really love that. I love it when they do acoustic. Was it Dark Adrenaline they did that in? Just Dark Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. And they also did it a few years before when they were touring with um, with karma code i think it was was that the original hmm. anyway my memory fails me not as good as you guys but i love the fact that the kunikor's music can be translated into an acoustic session as well as rocking metal session so what i wanted to do in my set list was was reflect that and have some of the great songs that i've heard over the years and done acoustically put in the middle so we get an electric set um we then get a little bit of a breather. We get some nice acoustic songs and then we get an electric encore. So that was my kind of approach to it. Um, it works out about one hour and 34 minutes. And there's a total of um, 23 songs. If you include a couple of the um, intro songs, because I don't think they get enough love. I think they really kind of add to atmosphere. So I've, my first one is uh, the song Dark Adrenaline. Would you go with the full song or just an excerpt of the song? Because the full song is about three minutes forty-eight, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think what I would do is, um, I actually the second song is "Trip of Darkness," and it's a nice what, little segue there. Yeah, that's what I would do. Because if you remember, you've got the the lead out from the Dark Adrenaline song, which I've always felt was a bit of a filler. We're going to review it later on in the podcast, or at least it feels like a bit of an intro. You've got that that piano work. And I think what I would do is I would probably do an excerpt of it. And as it builds up, then fade it out with the, the, um, the piano. And then it roll into the kind of the mandolin type sound of dark, of Road Trip the darkness opening. Works. That's what, that, that was my plan anyway. So the next one is, um, trip the darkness itself. That seems to flow nicely in, as I mentioned, from from Dark Adrenaline. It's sort of a, keeping a modern-day theme. So, uh, needless to say, we might get some old-school songs pop up shortly. Yeah, I mean, I like Trip the Darkness. I think it's a really good opening number. I think it's got a lot of pace to it. And, the, I mean, the Kunikola, I've got some great starting tracks, too, and we've heard them over the years. But there's something about this one, which I think it keeps it relatively current. Um, but at the same time ties in nicely nicely from the dark adrenaline song so that's why i chose trip the darkness oh, i think you're right plus it's it's an energetic opening as well yeah yeah there's a lot of i'm, I'm hoping for a lot of energy in the set it has to be said so i follow it up with um zombies again mm. starting out on high clearly well i love i love this song i i, I just i'm i love it i absolutely love it it's one of my favorite songs from Broken Ground Halo, and it's got so much pace, and I don't know, I, I I could not have it on the set list, and it feels like it like it needs to be right at the front, um, maybe because yeah, it's a new yeah. song, and you know, there's an argument that you could open with it, 
but I, I, I don't know. I just, I loved it. I, I, it's one of those songs that I, I, I feel needs to be right up front and in your face. So putting yeah. it there while the energy's still high, or, or even to help build up energy, feels like the right thing for me. Makes sense. And then I kind of I followed out with Idbit, and this is a bit of a strange choice for me because I could have easily put it further down in the set list. I know equally we've we've all heard it open right the front. Um, but again, uh, Dark Adrenaline is getting a lot of love on my set list. It has to be said. I I think it's it flows quite nicely from Zombies. I really do. It's got that air of darkness to it. Especially following on from Dark Adrenaline with that piano intro. So, a uh, very dark opening, Matthew. Yes. I like that. I like the darkness that you get in the songs as well. I really do. You get... It's an interesting way that they deliver that because they're, they're heavy numbers as well. So, so it's a bit into... I won't tell you. Uh, and that's not a pun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, there was lots of songs on Shallow Life which I thought would fit quite nicely in this, but I like the change in pace, but at the same time, I, I like the the rockiness of I Won't Tell You. It's a real crowd please. We've said this before. You know, it's really easy to sing along to. People jump around to it. Um, it. It felt like a transitional number, and that was quite important given what I had coming up next. I think it's a, it's a good shout. I think that's probably the strongest live song from the Shallow Life album. So it makes sense to include that for for people from that era too. Very quirky as well, isn't it? Yeah, it just it felt like the right song. I mean, I I haven't included any other songs from from Shadow Life. I thought of Wide Awake mm. as a slower number later on, but I like Wide Awake. But if I had to choose a, a song, it would definitely be I Won't Tell You. But say so this is a transitional number because. And she's where it starts to get a little bit bolder and, and go into kind of a, a slightly different place, at least for a little while. I threw in there my wings from Inner Reverie. It's not the only. Uh, yeah, I I really love this song. I remember seeing it live on more than one occasion, and I think it might be a, a contentious choice in 2015, given how long ago the, the song was out, and I suspect not everybody who goes to Lacuna Core shows will maybe even recognise it. But actually, when I listen to the set list, it fits in quite nicely. It's got that pace to it. So that, that was why I wanted to do that. What did you think of My Wings? Dangerous? Difficult? I think it's one of those eclectic ones. I think the old school would really appreciate it. I mean, I'd certainly love to hear that song live again because it's such an amazing song. But it's finding that balance, which I think you've tried to do there by by blending it in with the, the modern era. Um, so I think it's certainly bold following on I Won't Tell You of My Wings, but similarly, I think it could work. Well, if you think that's bold, I've got Victims coming up next. <laughs> following on from... And again, I, I, I really like this. I I'm, I might even try to do my best to mix these ones together because it just seems to work. The way that My Wings leads out and then you've got that there's all the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do coming in from Victims. I really like that. Um, so uh, Victims again it's another favourite song from Broken Crown Halo we've seen it live it works really well live it's it's quite a bold song in, in, in that respect and it's got pace it's got energy and from what I've seen the crowd seem to like it so uh, and I like it too I so I, I wanted it on there um, and then I've got again in an attempt to mix things up Half-Life so we've talked 
about Half-Life and Hyperfast and the Half-Life EP. But for me, I think Half-Life just edges forward. Just thinking about that reprise, aren't you, in a live setting? Yeah. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That moment where you're not quite sure if it's over or not. And then boom, and out it, come the lights. Out come the lights and, and we get half. I, I love it. I love the song. I think it, it, it again, because probably because it was on an EP, it didn't quite get enough love. Although I do like the fact that they're, they're quite happy to put it in a set list from time to time. And I felt that the transition from victims into half-life was quite good, quite good. So I like that one. Um, yeah. Uh, next up is closer, which is a bit of a crazy throwaway, throwaway, not like throwaway, but a, a, a crazy choice. But then again, I think close is a crazy song and I really wanted it. I really wanted the pace of the, the set list to start changing at this point, to kind of slow things down for, kind of bringing people back down off the initial bouncy high that they would have been on as a consequence of the first six or seven songs. Interesting. What's next? Entwined. And again, this I, I felt that Closer slowed us down a little bit. And then I love that bit where you get the opening and Christina starts, starts singing that. Entwined is one of my favourite songs of Comalize. In fact, it's certainly in my top ten favourite Lacuna Coil songs. And I love it live. I think it's just a brilliant, brilliant song live. It's and very it, theatrical the way they perform it together when they sing it, Christina and Andrea. Yes, yes. And that comes across really well in a live setting. I just love the song. It's, it's This is a indulgent song for me. And it was there was never a point where Entwine was not going to be on the set list that I put forward. Uh, and then I kind of bring the pace up a little bit. And there's a reason for this. I, I, Fragments of Faith. So, a bit of history here. When I first listened to Fragments of Faith on the album, I wasn't. It, it's just not. Wasn't I didn't like it. It was a case of I didn't really appreciate it. But when I heard it live, I really started to appreciate it. And then when I heard it live again and again and again, it it became a, a real big grower for me. And it it kind of it's 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 got a good pace to it. And it feels like a bold song. And it, it kind of bridges a gap between Karma Code and Unleashed Memories for me. The way that the tone of the song and the way it plays out. And that's important because I'm basically preparing people for the next song in my set list. Go on. A Current Obsession. There it is. Oh, You're going to squeeze it in there, aren't you? You're going to squeeze it in there. Fuck yeah, I am going to squeeze it in there. Okay. Um, and I, the songs that are around the current obsession, both before and after it, are there to um. I want I don't want to say accommodate it, but really there to complement it very heavily. And I felt that fragments of faith as a leading to a current obsession did this. Now, as you guys will know, and as anybody's been listening to the podcast for a long time will know, uh, it's my favourite Lacuna Coil song, and it is. A song that I've heard only once been played in a kind of a live environment. And I really feel that it needs to be played again. I think it's a fantastic song. It's got such pace. I think it captures everything that Lacuna Call is great at. And that's why I wanted it after Fragments of Faith as a kind of, here we go, guys, we're going back, 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 boom, there's this current session. So that was my reasoning behind that, if that makes sense. What well, do you follow that up with? That's the question. 
Well, this is where we come to the end of the, the, the first part of the set. Okay. As you would have heard last week about my thoughts on this particular song, I think it's arguably the, the, the most accomplished song they've ever created. And I feel that at the end of the main set, they should go out with my spirit. Okay. I didn't want it at the end of that, the, the overall set list. But I didn't want anything to follow, if you see what I mean. It needed yeah, to be given yeah. Mouse's um, fantastic solo in this song. It needed to be something that they can walk off stage to and there can be a single spotlight on him. But you know that they are coming back because, you know, they're not going to finish after 13 songs. I like that. I think that's a very strong ending. Uh, so it's all kind of led up to this point, all the way through fragments of fact. But arguably, really, the, the change in tone was from closer. But then we get entwined fragments of faith, the current obsession, then my spirit, and that's it. And then they're walking away. So you can see this kind of split tone that I've done here between the beginning with the heavier, heavier numbers, and then it gets lighter and lighter and lighter and more kind of theatrical till we get to my spirit. So that was kind of my thoughts on the main set list. But it's not over, and I've done something a bit different. Um, I've got acoustics. So after that, they come back on again, they, they probably come in and sit down on chairs like we've seen them do before, probably get a change of you know clothes or something like that. And then I open up with something which you don't hear very often, but I really like it because of the way it plays out, and that's Aeon from Comalize. Which, if you've got the Comalize Deluxe Edition, you can hear the um, WAAF radio version of it. And I, I just love that little number. But really, because it, like um, Dark Adrenaline, the song, it kind of leads into what's next. Don't know, what do you think of Aeon? Is that, is that, that makes sense? I know you, you mentioned earlier, Russ, it's a bit of a bold choice. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Aeon's a bit of a strange one for me as to how, how to accommodate it but it just seemed a strange choice to me because there's a lot of different songs you could have chosen. Aeon just, it just struck out to me. Hmm. I, I like it because it's a reflection of some of the things that the Kunikul have done in the past. I mean, uh, for those of us who remember buying Comalize when it came out and even those that have bought it since, it's a song that can trip you up on the album. Mm. And I like that. And I think it'll bring a smile to people's faces. And just remind you that the Kunikol have done this song. And they say it's only short, what is it, two minutes? Tops of two minutes, and and then yeah, it can lead in. Yeah, something like that. Um, and that leads into Heaven's a Lie. So we talked about this a couple of times, about whether or not Heaven's a Lie needs to be on the set list. And I think the general consensus is it seems it needs to be. But I thought I would be bold and just have it on as an acoustic version. Keeps it fresh. I like it. No pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It felt to me like it would. The fans would get what they want, and at the same time, it gives the band something to do artistically rather than playing the same song over and over and over again. Mm. I think that works. Yeah, and I think the nice part about it is that they could even do a bit of a sing along to it as well. You know, you know, so all those people singing along to the chorus can still do that, but they're singing along to acoustic version of the chorus, which I think would make a really nice atmosphere. That was my thoughts. Uh, and then after that, just because it's a great song, I wanted End of Time acoustic as well. Because I love that. Good choice. Hmm. 
I love the song, but I think in a live setting it works better acoustically. And then kind of the last couple of songs on the acoustic um, part of the set. Uh, it's un- first one is unspoken, which um, again I I think is one of those songs that works so much better as an acoustic number than it does electric. It feels I like agree. A, yeah, and uh, and again it doesn't get enough love. I'd love to see that again live. Um, so coming towards the end of the acoustic set. Uh, Sensofino. Again, I love Sensofino. I think it ties into the band's heritage as a band from Italy. Uh, it, I love it when they say, you know, this is, we're singing a song in our own, our own language now, and then it's surprising the number of people that sing along to it anyway. Probably ninety percent of them not really understanding all the words, but just you know, saying them. And in an acoustic sense, I think that that connection would be even stronger. So on that subject, did you ever see it fitting in a set set list doing trance awake into Senzafine? Because no, they did it a couple of times around 2001. They did it on the, the TV show performance they did. Yeah. Does it work or is it too much of an extended intro? I think it's a bit too extended. I think it works on an album, but I think it would in a set list, it would be quite self-indulgent. Yeah, I agree. That would be my view. I mean, it's, I, I like the intro to it, but, yeah, it's a little too long. Uh, and then the last song of the set list, or in the the acoustic set list, is, of course, Falling. And, uh, and again, this kind of feels like a My Spirit feeling. You know, the the the, um, the lighting would be left on Christina and she completes Falling, and, and that's the end of a very kind of impassioned set of acoustic numbers really get a sense of the Kunikal isn't just a heavy rock, heavy metal band that can do songs like Zombies and Trip the Darkness and I Don't Believe in Tomorrow, but can really be eclectic and do songs like Falling. And that, they then walk off stage and we get another five minutes and they get to change their clothes and all that kind of stuff. And then that brings us on to the, the final part of the set list, which is um, arguably the, the encore, I guess. And it opens purely because it has to be included on the set list. And it's a great song. And it feels right opening with it. So it's, of course, nothing stands in our way. Uh, the most recent shows we've seen, they've opened, they've opened the, um, uh, the encore with this, with Andrea coming on and you get the... And then it kind of brings it up again. And after falling, I really wanted that kind of shot of adrenaline into the audience. And I think this song brings it. Yeah, very very lively. And then of course one nineteen. Boom. I think that's a nice choice to go straight in after nothing stands in a way because it's still got that energy, it's got that pace, it's got that rhythm, and it's got a heaviness to it. So yeah, I think that's a good opening closing to the end of your set. Hmm. Um. So we're in the penultimate song here, and this is probably the one that I'm still not sure about. I'm very happy with the rest of my set list. I really need to listen to this again. I'm not sure if this is right, but the penultimate song is Swamped. And I'm still not sure if that's right there. It's because you like the song. It that's is why. because I like the song. It is because I like the song, but I'm still not sure that it is the song for that place. Um, you know, there's an argument that there should be something newer in there, maybe. But, um... Like Unchained. 
Yeah, Unchained maybe. Maybe Unchained. Yeah. Uh, no, not Unchained. <laughs> uh, but but certainly, I don't know. I, I do like Swamp so much. I felt that I wanted it in there and I wanted the 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 rock version, you know, the electric version rather than the acoustic version. Maybe this needs something a little bit different. But I'm going to give it a couple, a couple more listens and decide. But of course, that then leads into um, something that has been a consistent throughout all of our set lists, and that's the last song, which is our truth. And balloons. And balloons, yeah. Party <laughs> balloons. Yeah. But I think our truth is so important now. As it's a, the a iconic song. song. Yeah, it is a song which is Lacuna Coil, you know? You know, they've said it themselves. This is, you know, this is a reflects them, their career. It's got the drum solo, it's got great lyrics, it's got great sound. It is the closing number, and I don't think anything is going to get close to that. You know, as us always complaining that they like dancer confuses us, but we're old school, and I think today it's all about our truth. So that's it, that's my set list. Hey, what does Mr. Dyer think? Overall consensus? Yes, does very, it work? Yes, I think it works very well. It flows, um, uh, it certainly flows better than mine did, I think. I think mine was too top heavy with what with my approach but i think this works very very well indeed and i could see this well on a tour um at some point in time and with balloons and all and whatever else we think um it's an excellent mix of old school and modern day stuff and i think it would work really well cool thank you guys you happy with it russ yeah, I think it works and it it flows seamlessly. Um, personal highlight for me is going, surprisingly, from a current obs- obsession into my spirit. And the thought of actually seeing that live, dare I say, is, is somewhat appealing. So uh, anyone wants to start up a petition to the band and a certain <laughs> basis to rehearse that song and put it together in that order, then, yeah, I'd certainly be up for that. I'm, I'm sending in my set list today and telling him, make it so, sir. Make, make it, it so. so. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Stop sitting at your computer writing songs. Learn this set list and get it ready. Because <laughs> we'll be waiting. We'll be at front and centre waiting for this. I certainly will be. So here we go. that brings us on to our review this week uh, we are coming pretty much to the end of dark adrenaline we finished with my spirit last week but we're gonna go through the two songs that appeared on the special edition so this week we'll actually be talking about dark adrenaline the song itself and next week we'll be talking about soul and mate before we give an overall view of i think it's fair to say uh lacuna cause one of lacuna cause and very strong much stronger very popular albums so anyway, starting off then with uh, Dark Adrenaline. Um, where to start with this? So, firstly, this only appeared on the on the special edition, which is as I just mentioned. I really like the dark tone that you get from the keyboards and this opening kind of slow, um, sort of piano keyboards, and it it really underpins the tone throughout the song. I think Christina, who's the only vocalist on the song, sings this really well. Although I don't feel it needs the compression that we see in there. It's almost like a kind of an auto-tuning sound compression. I'm not quite sure how best to describe it, but really doesn't doesn't need it in my opinion. I think it would have been um, nicer had that not been in there. 
I think it was probably put in there as a kind of quirk because I think the song itself does have a sort of sense of incompletion about it. Uh, maybe that's intentional. I mean, it is three minutes, 19, so it's not short, but at the same time, we have a very, very simple set of lyrics in there. Very re repetitive. Uh, that feels like an introduction rather than a, a song or a complete work all unto itself. And I think it works as a, as an introduction. It's just a shame that we didn't actually get it as an introduction on the album itself. I think I would have liked to have seen that in that position right at the front. But I can see why they didn't do it, because Triple Darkness has such a strong opening in itself, really kind of powerful opening to the album. So maybe they felt this would have distracted from it. But it's for this reason that I feel it's a strong open that I wanted it on my set list, which we talked about earlier. Um, I do feel that this is accomplished. And I, I think one of the things that Lacunical does very well are these kind of intro type songs. And it's Eon, or whether it's You Create, or whether it's a song like uh, Dark Adrenaline. And, and I think this is the probably the most accomplished one yet. Lyrically, the words are very, very simple. Pretty much repetitive. You can run, I will reach you. But because of the tone of the, the music, there's a real kind of dark feeling around it. I'm not quite sure whether this is intentional or not. But the tone really implies kind of a, a revenge or a murder or something, a threat. It's very threatening, this song. And I think the that the build-up the, where the guitars and the percussion kind of kick in most of the way through the song really kind of lends itself to that. And then that final lead-out, before it closes with the back to the piano it's really quite chilling and it's i could easily see this as being the part of the soundtrack to a horror film or something like that really quite quite chilling song yeah so that, that's what i think about dark adrenaline i, I think it's a, a great little track uh a lot of love for this one what do you think of it mike I um, totally agree i think it's well polished in um in what they've done with it even though it's very short um, I can see this as being, even though it is well crafted as a song, it could also be the start of something that they actually did start when they were doing the writing process but didn't finish, because I would love to see this as a full full song. You can see that we've got the opening verses possibly for something that would lead into something much longer and possibly never got finished. Very well crafted, um, very dark and gothic in its approach but with a classical uh, twist on it as well, with the music throughout. And as you've just touched upon it with a soundtrack to a horror film, I've written that down, uh, or a short story in black and white or something. They could do a little video for this, perhaps, that possibly would work well in some kind of setting. Not too sure. But overall, I think it works really well. And as you touched upon as an intro, it's fantastic as also. Okay. What about you, Russ? Yeah, I agree with the, all the points you've both mentioned, but as Mike sort of touched on at the end there, I view this, I think it would work better as an intro rather than a song. Um, if I had two criticisms, the first one would be the length of it being about three minutes 40. I think when you get it in the live setting, it's cut down to about a minute and a half, and it's the, the key elements of the song that you touched upon, the, the piano and the haunting vocals from Christina and that that thundering bass that comes in that really sort of sets a, a tone and an undercurrent before you, you lead into Trip the Darkness, which I think you covered really well in your in your set list. And I think that's the, the perfect way to present this song. Is it a fully finished song? Don't know, but does it work as a concept? Generally, yes. 
Um, and the other thing that I'm not a fan of, um, which you touched upon, Matt, is the the auto tuning of Christina's vocals because you know we know that she doesn't need auto tune, um, certainly not in any way, shape, or form. And it's in there, as you mentioned, I think there's as a quirkiness to add, sort of just just to make the song a little bit weirder and make it uncomfortable. So I think if you view it from the standpoint of what it was intended to do, I think that it does have that effect, but it's certainly not in there because you know it it needs it. So. It's an interesting song. It's a weird song, and it's a spooky song. So, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on Dark Adrenaline, the spooky song. Spooky song, that's exactly it's why I was song. Yeah, it is. And I like your point about the, the auto-tuning on Christina, I think, sort of picking up on what you said about it. I think it does make it even spookier, because mm. it twists it and doesn't make her sound quite human. Mm. Now, that, that could probably have been a bit of a... <laughs> knowing who's involved here, I could easily have seen this being a bit of a kind of a, uh, a point in the finger at those artists that feel the need to auto-tune everything and make them sound less human you know Christina and Andrea have always said that they're kind of the um their own humanity they're you know the fact that they are human they do make mistakes and they're not they're, by their own ambition they say oh we're not perfect singers we're, we're just people you know but they uh, reveling it's the wrong word but they're honest about that um where are some artists that feel the need to auto-tune including auto-tuning live songs now you know, when they're yes. live, that that mm. that's something that's come. You know, that we've seen a lot recently come out in the news. And although this album was clearly created a long time before that came out, it does feel like maybe they I could easily see them using this as an opportunity to kind of go, well, we've created this spooky sensation by dehumanising someone by over auto tuning them. So I can see that. But certainly, the auto tuning of Christina's voice does make it sound less than human which I think maybe is part of the, the story that they're creating in this song. Um, I still don't think it's needed. I think this, Christina has proven countless times that her voice is haunting enough as it is without the need for auto-tuning. Um, mm. But I still like the song. Um, in terms of numbers, I, I really like the song. I think it's... Um, I could easily see, like you said, Mike, as being the part, the intro to another song. Even so, I'm a big fan of it. I, I listen to this quite a lot, and I, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. What do you think of it, Mike? Uh, same train of thought. I was also going to give it um, pro- probably a seven, I would think. Okay. And what about you, Russ? Yeah, solid solid seven for me. Okay. Atmospheric is the word. Atmospheric. Atmospheric yeah. and spooky. Yeah. Polished. Yes. So there we go. A polished, atmospheric and spooky intro. That is Dark Adrenaline. Right, well, I think that brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. Uh, you can connect to us via the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. And, of course, you can also check us out on iTunes and the Stitcher Radio Network where you can subscribe to the podcast and make sure you never miss an episode. It'll update automatically for you. We're on all the pretty much the social networking sites. You might even find some of us on LinkedIn if you look hard enough. Um, <laughs> and you can certainly connect with us and ask questions of us there if you want as well uh, let's not forget that this is a community podcast so if you want to be involved then do get in contact with us we're quite happy to interview you or talk about stuff that you're doing as a fan of lacuna Core, um and look forward to hearing from you all 
so that's kind of it for this week. Uh, what am I going to be doing? I think I'm going to be listening to a little bit more Coma Lies. I, I kind of realised when I was going through my set list that I probably haven't listened to it for a couple of weeks, maybe even longer than that, and it really needs to go back onto my uh, onto my record player, onto my MP3 player, or whatever method I'm going to be using to listen to the album. But certainly going to give that a few spins this week. Uh, but until next time, I hope that you'll take advantage of uh, listening to more Lacuna Core. So take care, everybody, and speak to you all soon. Cheers, everyone. See ya.